today on CityCast Philly. A recent study shows a 13% drop in gun assaults in local neighborhoods that fixed up their abandoned homes. I'm talking with a gun violence prevention reporter about how reinvestment in communities could be one of the solutions to gun violence reduction. It's Thursday, January 19th, 2023. I'm Trinae and this is CityCast Philly. Sammy Kayola, you're WHYY's gun violence prevention reporter. One of your latest pieces uh, focuses on a recent study that found that abandoned homes in Philadelphia are somehow linked to gun violence. How are they connected? Researchers think that homes that aren't maintained where nobody's really keeping an eye on them can be a place where people store weapons or where people get together to strategize on gun crime, or they can be used as hideouts. And they also cause a feeling of discomfort, disinvestment, and frustration in neighborhoods. I hear from community members all the time that they feel that their neighborhoods are being neglected and that the blight kind of fosters this sense of hopelessness and this sense of, you know, desperation that, you know, some people feel is really driving the continuation of Philly's gun violence crisis. So there are a lot of people working in the space of environmental justice and environmental improvement right now. And I think Mm -hmm. this abandoned homes piece is just one slice of it. So let's talk more about what researchers also explored in this study. Um, This came out of UPenn and Columbia. How were the houses chosen and what were they looking for? They had a list of 3,000 abandoned homes all over Philadelphia, and they randomly selected 258 homes to be part of the study. And the authors told me that the neighborhoods where the study took place were predominantly Black and low-income neighborhoods, and that is likely a reflection of you know, how much of that list of 3,000 abandoned homes lines up with the areas where we see this struggle and where we see gun violence continue. So they took 258 abandoned homes and split them into three groups and they put in different levels of intervention and they wanted to know what impact those interventions would have. So the group that got the most interventions got maintenance to abandoned homes. So sometimes fixing doors and windows. They also got trash picked up and they also got weeding. And then there was a second group that just got a lower level of intervention. They didn't get all of that fixing up of the homes, but they did get some of the property maintenance. And then there was a third group mm-hmm. that didn't get any interventions at all. And so they they wanted to figure out, you know, what would make the difference. And that, you know, primary intervention group that got all of the above, that's where the areas surrounding those homes saw that 13% drop in gun assaults. And there weren't any changes seen in the other two groups. So fixing up abandoned homes is potentially a way to reduce gun violence in Philly, right? Absolutely. And the good news is it can be combined with other things that could help. The same team actually did a study in 2018 in Philadelphia that just looked at cleaning up vacant lots actually turning them into green spaces where people would gather, sometimes into gardens. And that study found that there was a 29% drop in gun assaults 
while the areas around the lots that weren't touched did not see a reduction. So a lot of advocates are thinking, well, if we know fixing abandoned homes causes a drop and we know that greening vacant lots causes a drop, we could sort of combine all these things. And they they refer to it as a place-based strategy, really identifying specific places and kind of funneling a lot of resources there to see if it brings down the, the violence in those areas. I just want to add that this work is going to be ongoing. Penn is currently overseeing a, a big research effort with a $10 million grant from the National Institutes of Health, and that is going to be in 60 predominantly Black neighborhoods in Philadelphia. And, you know, it's a pretty big deal that the National Institutes of Health is even funding gun violence research that was not permitted uh, by the federal government for a long time. So, you know, I think mm. it's it's exciting and promising that we're entering this new era where, you know, public health funding can be used for research on this problem because gun violence is a health crisis and it is preventable if we can evaluate what works and what doesn't. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes. Sammy, who's responsible, though, for the upkeep of neighborhoods? Is it all on the homeowners or does the city have responsibility? Because, you know, we have seen that there have been decades of practices of redlining and lack of investment in communities. So who's responsible here? Absolutely. Great question. The city is responsible for providing a certain level of maintenance services and sanitation services, right? And we know there has been a long time problem of illegal dumping in Philadelphia. Right. We talked about illegal dumping on the podcast yesterday. The Office of the Controller actually found that that problem varies from neighborhood to neighborhood and that from 2017 to 2020, Center City had on-time trash collection 95% of the time, but in Northwest, South, and West Philly, their collection rates were 20 to 30% lower than that. So, you know, people that live in these neighborhoods where gun violence is highest, they're the same neighborhoods where we see neglect, where we see trash, where we see dumping, and people are so frustrated with this. And, you know, there's been a lot of push at the city level to kind of create equity in the space of city services. And, um, you know, there there was a, a chunk of the budget dedicated to that this time around. And so, you know, we'll see if that momentum actually results in cleaner streets. Sammy, are there examples of this working for communities in the city uh, where there's more investments, where they're cleaning up those vacant lots, where they're fixing up uh, abandoned homes and pouring uh, money into the neighborhood? There definitely are. There is a contingent in Gray's Ferry, which is in the 17th police district, where the neighbors are, you know, pretty, pretty gung ho about getting their blocks back into shape. This is partially led by the Young Chances Foundation, and they've created a community garden near 27th and Tasker. Um, that's a brand new space that, you know, they're trying to make into you know, a place where kids can learn about how to grow fruits and vegetables, a place where there's a basketball hoop. They're, they're really trying to create a whole safe block. And the good news is they've actually seen some impact. In 2020, there were 66 fatal and non-fatal shootings there in the 17th police district. 
And this past year, 2022, there were only 35 fatal and non-fatal shootings there. So, you know, we can't say that there's a direct cause there, but folks who live in that neighborhood do think that their efforts with, with cleaning and greening the community have made a difference. Are there ways or solutions to fix up neighborhoods, right? So if I, if I'm a neighbor and I see tons of trash, where should I go? If um, I see that there are, you know, abandoned homes popping up in my neighborhood, who do I call to? Who could help me? That's a great question. Um, I don't, I don't have a phone number on hand. Um, I know the city has the community life improvement project that can send a team your way. You could also look at Just Services PHL, which is Councilmember Gautier's new initiative to kind of get out on the streets. Um, there are loads of nonprofits neighborhood to neighborhood that do cleanups all the time. I would just maybe start by looking up, you know, who's active in your area, maybe even talking to your block captain. You know, there there are options for you. I think there's just this general feeling that there's not enough person power going into this. And, you know, you can, you can also call the, the streets department and, and tell them you've got a problem and, right. and see what they do. Sammy Kayola, WHRY's gun violence prevention reporter. Thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Thanks for having me. We'll have a link to Sammy's full story in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. The 76 Carriage Company, that was the last remaining horse-drawn carriage operator in the city, well, it has emptied its stables. According to WHYY, the stables are being turned into apartments at 1648 North Hancock Street. It's also reported that this is a major win for animal rights advocates who have spent years to ban horse-drawn carriages in the city. But an official at 76 Carriage said the company is not closing and that horses will be back on the streets in the spring. So the future of horse-drawn carriages is still uncertain. The Free Library of Philadelphia recently announced that it's bringing back Canopy, which is a streaming platform that offers access to thousands of documentaries, movies, and children's TV shows. Check out how you can access this resource with your library card in our Hey Philly newsletter. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. Hey, Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.